Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to a uh, first official edition of All Hang Up. Listen... Brought to you by Fraser Nerf and Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case on Georgia Boulevard. I am Dwayne Steinel, joined by, from somewhere on Elmwood Avenue, here in Buffalo, New York, Connor Hurley. Hurls, uh, we were at the game together. Uh, we met We met in person time. for the first time. We met in person for the first time. Didn't get a picture, though. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, I don't know why we didn't do that. We should. Before you leave, we should. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Uh, a very emotional pregame, uh, doing homage to Rick Jenner at RJ, unveiling RJ way outside the arena, you know, video packages, the montages, the whole shebang. And I don't think I've seen a team come out flatter on an opening night than the way the Buffalo Sabres did tonight. Yeah, it was really disappointing, um, specifically the hockey side of it. As you mentioned, like, the atmosphere in the building was as good as I've seen in a long time. I haven't been to as many games as you have, but from someone coming from out of town, I haven't lived in Buffalo, gosh, at this point for 14 years. Um, I haven't been to too many Sabres games. I haven't been to too many Sabres games with a full house, no less. The emotion pregame was really amazing. Um, I got there at 5.30, so I saw it fill up throughout the night. Uh, we watched warmups. We watched the pregame uh, ceremony with RJ and everything else. Um, the emotion was there, and you could tell how much it meant to the team, to the organization, to the fan base. Um, and as you said, like, the Rangers knew what to do. They had a game plan. Uh, they got up early uh, on a questionable, uh, I would say, backdoor rebound play that Devin Levi is not at fault for. We can talk about him a little bit more, but I would say that once they got up, I noticed very, very early on, they went into a 1-3-1 trap. Yeah. And the rest of the yep. game was really ugly. It was a really ugly game because they knew exactly what to do to stifle the Sabres offense. And the Sabres had no somehow do not know how to handle that type of defense. And no, it's, it's going to kill them all season long. They play the Islanders on Saturday. We're going to do the exact same thing. 
the Islanders are going to watch this film and be like, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Um, and Don Granado said in the post game too, <clears throat> um, you know, they weren't, and he, he pointed to JJ Paterka's goal as a perfect example. Is like, yeah, Owen Power's shot was blocked, but we were able to break them out of that structure with that play. And Paterka followed up and scores. Like we weren't doing enough of that. And I tend to agree. Um, with that being said, um, I guess the question remains, you know, and I tweeted it out earlier, you know, with the emotions that were running high and just everything that was going on you know, pregame, that they should have been ready to skate from a wall. And they weren't. But they were quick skate on life. Um, it didn't show up to the mean, final 20 minutes. The hits were there. The, the, the no, hits no. were there. Like Jordan Green, Greenway specifically, I thought, had a really good game. Um, yes. Dalian's tabletop, hip check in the first period was amazing. I think the we'll intensity get in there, a second. We'll get the Dalian yeah, in a second. The intensity was there, but the execution wasn't. Um, I think Dalian should have been sat when they were up 3-1 to one after he took that stupid fucking penalty. He should have been stapled to the bench. For no reason at all whatsoever, puck is behind the net. He goes and cross-checks a man right next right, right into his own net for literally no reason at all and takes a penalty. And that's just when we're starting to find our feet finally. That's who we're going to call our next captain. I'm not trying to say, oh, Darlene shouldn't get the feet. But that type of fucking behavior, when you're down 3-1 trying to get back into a hockey game, that is inexcusable. He should have been stapled to the bench. And that's where I mean, Don Granato as a coach needs to do that. I just I I think it's tough to sit one of your best. I mean, he's not even just one of your best defensemen. He's one of your off, best offensive playmakers. But when do you but 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 curls? When do you start holding people accountable? I mean, you, you, you gotta have hold to, them accountable. Dude. Of course, it's it's game one. But like, I don't think until tonight we've ever like we've ever thought of Darlene as a reckless player. Have you? No, no, I'm not saying. No, therefore, like, therefore, like, it's not a pattern, and you don't sit him because of it. I, 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 I disagree right there. You got to staple him. He, he, he should. He, he put you in a. He took momentum away from you. Oh no! I mean, I'm not arguing with that. that. It was a bad play. It was a bad play, but you don't sit. you You don't sit your best player because of it. I mean, we can agree to disagree there. I, I think yeah, I just I just think like there's there's a fine line, right? Like of course, like that took momentum away from the team, but he's still a guy that can like create chances and no in a way that no other no other player on this team can. Uh, I, I just I just hate I just hate I just hate the decision. Um and he needs to be held accountable there. I, I of course and I'm with you if, if, it, hold your, if it becomes a pattern, are, man. I don't care how good you are, you have to be held accountable. If it becomes a pattern, then you sit him. But not tonight. I, I really, I'm, I, I get your frustration, and I understand like why you think that. But you can't sit Rasmus Dahlin in a game like tonight. Like you can't do it. All right. I mean, you know what I mean, though. Like, it is what it is. Like, like you, you, you can have accountability and whatnot. But like, he's still one of our best defensemen and best offensive playmakers. I just, it is what it is. Like. He made a bad play. I don't think he was bad tonight. Like, I don't think any, I, the only players I think that were good tonight were Devin Levi, Jordan Greenway, Zach Benson, and Connor Clifton, me personally. 
I personally don't think Zach Benson had the best night. Um, I especially thought he, compared, I thought he was first on a lot of pucks for compared to the preseason. I don't think he was showed as well as he did. Why? I mean, because he didn't show up on the score sheet. Sure. No, not I mean, even that. Like I just. I, I don't know. I, I like I liked his I liked his game. I, I personally did. I think he won a lot of puck battles. He showed a, no fear. He was in on one of those scrums with Casey. Like for you know, you're you're making your your career NHL debut as an 18 year old playing. No, yeah, it's 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 a tough act. Majors, I was fine with Zach Benson's game. No, um, I, everybody I mean, else I, that bugged me a lot. I wasn't discouraged by any means, and I think the penalty that was called on him was absolute bullshit. Uh, the play, the Ranger player was holding his stick while while that was called. Uh, I think the refs in general were pretty bad tonight. Um, something I, I I looked up post game the amount of blocks the Rangers had twenty three blocks. Oh, as as Mauricio, hey Mauricio, great mind, single like. They had you're wrong though. They had twenty three block shots, twenty three, um, which is. Potentially a regular season record. I, I I tweeted out at one point that they were treating it like a playoff game, which I thought was kind of embarrassing. Um, I just – it was the type of game that was made sloppy really early, and the Rangers are the, are the type of team that can do that. And the Islanders are the type of team that can do that tomorrow. Where is California sunshine? How is the pool party sunrays? Must be. <laughs> Use – Punctuation, Mauricio. <laughs> I can't read your sentences. <laughs> yeah, Mauricio's back with a vengeance. I'm just, I, I'll say this. The Sabres have started off strong in a lot of seasons in recent memory. They haven't faced adversity early on in a lot of different seasons. And I think this is good. I think it's good for them to realize their faults and for them to realize that they cannot just like skill their way to victories like there are teams that are going to play them tough and the rangers are a really good example of that like the new jersey devils play the same way the sabers do but like not every team is going to play like that the rangers mucked it up tonight and they made it a disgusting game it was one of the worst games i've watched in a long time yeah it was it was bad and it's hard to play against the trap it is. They they clogged up that neutral zone when they were in their own zone. They took away passing lanes. And what bugged me was that as skilled, as offensively gifted as Buffalo is, you know, moving the puck into the offensive zone, you try and create lanes intentionally. You hold pucks too long. I felt they were holding pucks way too long. When there was a lane, they weren't taking the shots. Listen, you weren't, you weren't going to score off the rush today. You weren't. You just weren't. No, well, I mean, they did once. I mean, sure, yeah, off a block shot. That's not off the rush. Like, that's off a block I, shot. Also, I, I will I will say, J.J. Paterka had a good game tonight. Paterka had, a, had an okay game, yeah. I thought he – no, I thought he created with his speed, and that's what he's going to do all season long. I thought the only guys to me that stood out were, again, Levi, Greenway, Benson, and Clifton. Because Clifton was constantly engaging physically – um Greenway was great. Get 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 Harry Yoki Haru off the second pairing immediately. Um he's making the same boneheaded decisions he was last year. And it's and I, and I we said this on two goalies one Mike. I said, listen, it's not for a lack of skill. 
It's not for a lack of awareness. He's a good shot. He is a, he's a good puck handler. He's a good skater. He just doesn't have it up here. It's, it's not up here. Like, on that first goal, Power has the man locked up in front. He has his man taken care of. You need to stop watching what's going on over there and be aware of what's on your backdoor side. And he does that constantly. And it's like, it was like playing for as long as he did with Ristolainen. It just rubbed off on him. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's mind-boggling. It's like almost Ristolainen. Uh, the same country. Um, yeah, it, it was bad. Um, let's 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 talk about Levi, though. Like, I, I was walking out and I was going through all four goals. I think if he played the game of his life tonight, we still lose two to one. Like, in my opinion, that Panarin goal, there isn't a goalie in the National Hockey League that's stopping that shot. No, but I will say this, though. Like, if he's playing the game of his life, he's stopping it. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling I'm, – what I'm saying is that, like, he did fine. He he gave us enough yeah. chance to win. Yeah, uh, they it's they just, definitely had they, – they definitely could have – like Samuelson, even on the second goal, Samuelson didn't tie up Kreider, and he was wide open in front for the tip. Um, there were a variety of different instances where they left him out to dry, and that cannot happen. It cannot no, happen it the entire season. It can't. And it, it literally, it just, you can't sit here and tell me. I had, a, I had a lot of optimism when they went out and got Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton. I still have a lot of optimism. I, I didn't hate Eric Johnson's game tonight. I thought, I mean, he almost had a goal. He did. Um, Rang it off the pipe. He did. And I just don't agree with, I don't know, what do you do defensively? Like, you're not going to have it every night offensively. I mean, I, I, I really do not hate putting Clifton with, um, with, with power. And then you, yeah, and then like you figure it out. Plan. That that was the plan when we first signed him. That's what we all assumed. Like he was going to be the guy on the opposite side of power. He was going to be Powers Samuelson, essentially. And then you start the season with Yoki Haru again. And I know we had Matthew Fairburn on, and we we kind of talked about under the radar guys. And Yoki Haru was one of those guys we talked about. And you know, a guy who I didn't even realize he was injured as much as he was last year, and all he was playing through. I'm like, you know, what? I would like to see him show up and be the guy that we were all excited about when we first traded for him in the Nylander deal. <clears throat> and he has not even been a shadow of himself in that year. He's just been, he's just, you know, regressed every single year. And we can't have this again. We just can't. You can't. I mean, I don't care if he, it means bringing back Riley Stillman up in the lineup, a guy who's going to play hard. Cause we, honest to God, last year, we were the softest team below the dots in our own end. We were. we were. No question about it. You can't even debate it. We were. We were so we lacked so much physicality in front of our own net. It was gross. And we can't have that again this year. Not with a goalie, a, a rookie goaltender who, again, tonight, as we said, bailed us out a lot tonight. We had a lot of big stops. We made a lot of great saves. Look routine tonight. As you pointed out, he could have the game of his life, and you're still losing to the water. Easily could have been seven to one. Easily, easily. Uh, I I say hey, you don't you don't burn the tape because you gotta you gotta go back and look at what the Rangers did to stifle us offensively. Um, but it is a home opener. There's a lot of emotion, of course. 
the Sabres are better offensively than what they showed tonight. Um, yes. I, I do think they need to take a hard look at what they do to adapt when a team goes into the trap because it's killed us in the past. It has absolutely killed us. They've dumped the puck in, but dumping the puck in is a turnover if you don't have a guy to retrieve it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you need, where you need, that's where you need your speed. That's where you need your exactly, speed. Exactly. That's where you need Paterka. That's where you need Greenway. That's where you need Benson. You need a definitive plan in place when you're going through the neutral zone where, yes, one guy is on the right and he's dumping it in, but you need a guy going balls out to beat that defenseman because otherwise they're going to have guys that are going to have puck retrievals. They're going to get it to their wings. And they're going to get it out of the zone. And guess what? That's a turnover. Yes. That is a turnover. And the only way to the only way to beat the trap is with speed. You get past their defenseman, you retrieve the puck into the offensive zone, and you gain possession. Possession is everything, and we had none of it. None tonight. of it, man. It we was- had none of it. We had none of it the entire game. Maybe at certain points in the second period, I think there was some momentum right before Paterka scored, but there was no possession. Obviously, the block shots were a huge issue. Um, but just that's picking, not, not having their heads picked up, just shooting directly. Yeah. Well, I mean, also like, do a pump fake, do a do a fake shot. Like, if you know that they're gonna go down on every attempt, pull it back, do a little toe drag, and then throw it on net. I know it's like it's easy for us to say that, but at the same time, they had their head down and they were just throwing pucks into shin pads. Yeah, all like that the one entire night. play <laughs> in 18 seconds. I don't know if I've ever seen that many block shots. In 18 seconds. That, that one that one power that one penalty kill from the Rangers, uh Pete Blackburn said it, it was like one of the most heroic shifts in NHL regular. It was like history. it was like it was a playoff game. He 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 tweeted, he said it was the, one of the more heroic shifts I've ever seen in regular season history. Literally because like, it only like happens in the playoffs. Seven. It was like it was game seven. But and honestly, like, Rangers. Listen, credit to the Rangers. They wanted to win, they they wanted to come into our barn. After and Devin Levi's regular season, you know, home opener debut, and spoil it for him, like you know, he did in his, you know, NHL. I mean, they they have a lot to prove. They have a lot yes. to prove as a team. Uh, they're they're an older group. They signed Blake Wheeler this off season. They they didn't make too many impactful moves, but guess what? They have one of the best defensive cores in the league, and they have the best goalie in the league, and they have one of the best two-way forwards in Sabres history behind their bench in Michael Pekka. Who could have been on the Sabres staff. And I, I said it in our chat, and I'll say it again. I think outside of maybe Dan Girardi, I think Don Granato has the worst staff in the National Hockey League. Not great. Not Matt great. Ellis isn't going to get it done, man. I, I don't know. Like, I just – you need – I think personally he should have surrounded himself with – former head coaches. You know what I mean? Like guys who have been to the playoffs, not a bunch of guys who haven't, that have no idea how to get there. At least not, not in a coaching sense. Dan Girardi knows how to get there as a player, but like you got a bunch of guys on your staff, on your, on your staff that don't know what it takes to get there at the, at the national level. Like, I don't know. I, I just, not even Matt Ellis. Matt Ellis doesn't even know how to get there as a player. Like get out of here. Like, yeah. No, I'm it just tries to be done. I will, I will say that as disappointing as it was, it's nice that there are 81 games left. Yeah. And it's nice that you can look at a game like that and, and go, yeah, we didn't have it tonight. 
and you can move on and figure it out. You've got the you've got the Islanders on Saturday, and then you have three games at home next week. And yeah. as we've talked about before, they've struggled at home recently. Like if you can't get up for a full barn on opening night honoring Rick Jennerette, what game are you going to get up for? Are you going to get are you going to get up for a Tuesday night game against the Calgary Flames? Like that was Devin Levi's debut against the New York Rangers. So and like and to to that point I said earlier, do these emotional pregames are, are they good or bad sometimes because you know they tend to be dragged out. They tend to be dragged out, which they were. And listen, as a fan, I loved watching that video montage and and seeing Nick's family on the ice. But at the same breath, I mean, does it suck the emotion and the energy out of you watching something like that, or should it make you make you want to skate through a wall? Yeah, I just I don't know. It's not like they shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying I'm not trying to make news. It's just a topic. Yeah, for sure. So. I'm with you. Um I think it was a bad matchup. They got down early, which you can't do against that team. And then it is what it is. Igor Shisterkin made some amazing saves. <laughs> like he was really good. And he, we didn't challenge him a lot the first 40 minutes, though, man. It's not gonna get any easier because we face likely the second best goalie in the league and the second best defensive unit in the league on Saturday. Yep. And Sorokin and the New York Islanders. And uh, is that a home game? You know how the Sabres have played in that building in recent years. Yep. So Terrible judgment to let Pekka go. And I think Ellis is a better bench coach. Kevin is loyal to his Harbor Center roots. There might be something to be said there because those are, a lot of those guys are Harbor Center guys. I can't fault Kevin Adams too much today. No, 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 no. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, we have nine games. We have nine games. Of Zach Benson. Find out if, uh, to find out. I think this team's got a lot of character, and they'll respond. I hope so too. They are together in this man. Like we 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 know that they care. And they, we know that they acknowledge how much this means to us. And I think that goes a long way. So um, <clears throat> with that being said, I'm losing my voice. You're out on Elmwood. I don't want to take up too much more time. Um, this has been obviously game one of uh, NHL season. Sabres lose five to one. Um, did not go as planned, but again, we have 81 more games. 98.7% of the season still remains. So um Hey, if you're if you guys aren't worried, we're not worried. Yeah, I mean, I am not worried quite yet, but you know, I am discouraged. So we'll see what happens on Saturday. With that being said, this has been brought to you by 43 North and Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case on George Urban Boulevard. Um, I am Dwayne Steinall for Connor Hurley. I'll hang up and listen, and we will talk to you on Saturday. Oh, and actually, by the way. Thank you for everybody who did join along in the two goalies, one mic game thread today. We tried something for the first time. Um, it definitely received some engagement, so keep it up if you did follow along. Um, I did see Sabres Hockey Derek or something like that. He was in on a lot of that stuff. We're, uh, and we're going to do some some live chats uh, throughout the season. We'll take some yes. questions, and we want as much engagement as, as we possibly can have. Yep, I agree. 
And uh, I'm excited for what's to come. A lot of exciting things this year that we've uh, we've talked about behind the scenes. So that being said, I'll hang up and listen, boys and girls. Uh, we will talk to you on Saturday night. Have a good night, girls. Hey, everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies, One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey, Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we're bringing coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.